Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I've been appointed host of the show, so you know this is going to be bad. Uh, we're glad to say we do have a good co-host today is John Shipman, my good friend, uh, U.S. Army veteran and uh, real eager supporter of uh, all things Sunbury, semi-quincentennial and, and other things as well. <laughs> I know you're not a gun nut, but I know you hunt or did hunt. Did you buy one of them rifles? I did not. <laughs> okay, I put it on my Christmas list. Well, they're almost sold out without you or my help, I see. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So they were pretty popular in Sunbury. So, all right, well, to be continued on that topic, uh, we'll check in with the Sunbury folks in the weeks ahead. But uh, you're here. You're well. You're doing okay? Doing fine. Yep, you look good. Feel good, you. yeah. And uh, very glad to see you. A good conservative, natural-born listener, supporter of Convention of States, uh, very wary of... Uh, not, I don't want to call them conspiracies, but just uh, actual practice things that have happened by folks on the far left and far right, too. I mean, sort of everybody's kind of got these uh, ideas that maybe the, the globe ought to go in a different direction. So uh, John keeps us informed about a lot of these things. So we appreciate that. Conventions of states is, is one of them. So that would be a hedge uh, uh, against our a hedge, a hedge in our bet for some of the things that you and I like to worry about. I, I think yeah, it it hasn't been addressed uh, since uh, 1787. <laughs> uh, we've had a few uh, amendments to the Constitution that we have, um, but there are some concerns, uh, as you point out, on the left and the right. Amazingly to me, uh, we have 435 House members. 81 of them are self-described socialists. So I mean, this is a pretty hefty percentage <laughs> of the okay. of the House who are self-described uh, socialists. So I, I, I'm the, I'm a little concerned about that direction. But uh, you know, it's uh, uh, we have to be vigilant. You know, if you're freedom requires eternal vigilance, and you know, I don't care if you have food on your table and you have a free free hospitalization and so and free education. If you don't have any freedom, you don't have anything. Yeah, right. And our founding fathers talked a great deal about that, this idea of uh, government overreach. And that's why Convention of States is in the Constitution, yeah, right? Exactly. so that citizens would have the sort of the uh, uh, be able to hit the flush button once in a while and, and take care of some of this. Well, to be continued, I want to get your reaction to what Senator Yaw said in a greater fashion when he was here two weeks ago. I really think, well, I guess it was three weeks ago, really um, dead set against it. I was uh, disappointed to hear that. But uh, there's more words about that uh, coming the facts. Oh, okay, okay, the rest of the story. Okay, good. I brought the facts. All right, well, thank you. Well, uh, I tell you what, you know, if I, if there's one thing I find in, in all my travels and all my conversations is people are disappointed with Harrisburg and Washington, D.C. In, in nearly every way. And to be dead set against an idea is... Uh, 
I think that's indicative of, yes, of that. I, I agree so, with that. Both sides. So, so to be continued. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our open telephone line. Uh, John Shipman is our guest. I'm glad to say that uh, Kevin Hur is the most fabulous producer we've ever had in the history of this week on On the Mark, so we appreciate him being on board. Uh, you can call him uh, to get on cue to be on the show, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. On the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. How's that Ranger running out there? Runs great. Good. Okay, super. I noticed uh, uh, after you and I bought new trucks, they came out with one that was even smaller, sort of a callback that was a nice truck back in its day. I think that that there's a place for that truck. Uh, it's too small for me, uh, but it's it's been very popular. I understand the initial run is going to be sold out, and right. uh, so that speaks well for the... Right. Well, they tell me down there that uh, you have to go on the waiting list now for the Maverick, and uh, but... They say you won't you won't get a 2022. You'll get a 2023. But remember, new models come out in the summer, so your delivery is probably fall or something along that line. So that's no. Don't think, oh my gosh, January of next year. Uh, think uh, when the new models come out. All right, we have open phones. We've asked for callers and have one waiting. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Stan has uh, uh, been helpful to get us good conversation started uh, uh, many times. Uh, so we appreciate him checking in. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, have you held one of those uh, Sunbury anniversary rifles in your hands? I have Mark? not uh, touched one, no. Well, if you came to the shop today before noon, I'd give you one to hold in your hands. I have one in the shop. They're pretty sharp looking, actually. Uh, yeah, they do look nice in the picture. Uh, I yeah. am a buy a gun, whether it's antique or anything else, to hunt, use, shoot, take out, <laughs> scratch up, and function. I, there's nothing in my uh, s- small closet with a few guns in it that uh, is display. Well, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily want to take this out to hunt with because... You know, maybe to shoot birdies in the backyard, but I know in Northumberland you probably can't do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> not legally. But but they are sharp looking, and you know okay. the guy that does them. I know him; he's he's a good guy. So, anyways, uh, my question is: today I just heard on the news that Fauci has crawled out of his hole that he was been hiding <laughs> in for the past month or so, because we haven't seen or heard anything from him, even during. The, the State of the Union, Biden never mentioned Fauci once, you know, as far as how he handled the COVID. You know, Fauci was supposedly the left's hero, and he just disappeared. Now he's out stirring up, you know, fear that we got to be worried about the new variant that's in Europe. You know, the I guess they're calling that the Deltacron version. You know, but I, I don't think that'll hit the U.S. probably until about September, October, right before the election, so that they can push this mail-in balloting again. You know, real hard, so nobody can go to the polls. That's that's just my theory. I could be wrong. All right, but, we'll keep yeah. an eye on that. It, it is not the Omicron that. Uh uh, what is it called, Kevin? Come on, you're in charge of this stuff. That dot two. Do you remember the name of that's the new variant? Uh, that's the one Stan just referred to. It's uh, yeah, the Deltacron. Deltacron. Okay, it's that's a the variant new, of the new one. The, is Deltacron. Uh, okay. But Delta. we already had that in the U.S. In fact, we've had it in our area. No, no, we didn't. That's the Omicron. We had there was Delta, there was Omicron. The Deltacron, they're saying, is a combination of the variants of the both problems with both it's a new variant that they're saying it's coming out of europe that's headed this way eventually it's actually they're called ba2 
BA2. Yeah, oh. we have had that in our area already, according to Geisinger's DNA testing of the okay. samples they've had. All right. But that's not what the, some of the news media is saying. They're saying whatever this new variant is over in Europe, it's it's headed this way. I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. No, I think we've, we've been fed so much horse dung since this started that you can't pick out the truth and the lies from any of it. But as I said, Fauci, you know, he was all front and center for a year and a half, two years, and then all of a sudden he disappeared last month. All right, hold on, Stan. Why? Go ahead. What we need to understand about Dr. Fauci is he is one of the leading proponents of gain-of-function research. He has been involved in gain-of-function since 2008, way before the rest of the world even heard about it. Uh, he has been a, a proponent. He, he, under the uh, Obama administration, the President Obama uh, asked for a a hold on any more gain of function so Fauci just switched the funding stream and gave it to gave the funding to uh, a nonprofit in New York who forwarded the money on to to Wuhan so Dr. Fauci is up to his ears in this thing and uh, the best thing we could do is just have somebody else tell us the truth because refresh my memory what gain of function research is gain this of is function when they make is viruses to take stronger a virus and and enhance its uh, infectability and its its deadliness. And the U.S. Well, military looked at it under the Obama administration and said the only reason for gain-of-function research is to create a weapon of mass destruction. That's the U.S. military's opinion. And yet Fauci continues to push it and to this day. So... Now, well, to be fair, his view is that, well, if you increase the strength and robustness of a virus, you can create a better, stronger vaccine or medicine or medicines that will treat it. But you don't <laughs> buy that explanation. And I hear Stan That's like laughing. saying if you buy a bigger tank, stronger <laughs> tank, that uh, uh, you probably can uh, defeat your enemy. Okay. okay. So... Uh, but they'll get a bigger tank, too. That's okay. right. Exactly. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So. All right, Stan, it's your call, so we'll let you wrap up. <laughs> well, during the Senate hearings when uh, Rand Paul was hammering Fauci about gain of function and all that, Fauci just kept changing the definition of gain of function during that hearing. He says, well, the definition has, you know, has changed. It's evolved. <laughs> okay. So to get him himself out of trouble, he evolved the definition because Fauci's the one that's doing all this. So, yeah, time will tell what happens with Mr. Fauci. I personally, I think he probably should be brought up on some sort of charges of, you know, harm to humanity with his, you know, constant wanting to do this gain-of-function testing and, and development. But uh, time will tell, probably nothing. He'll retire with his big fat pension, and, uh, you know, the taxpayers will continue to pay it. You know, he is the highest paid government employee in the government. Oh, There's no nobody kidding. else that makes more money than not, not even true. the president. Wow, he's what, like four or five hundred thousand? Four hundred and some thousand four dollars. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, more okay. than so, the president. Yeah. <laughs> I'd keep appearing Imagine on TV at age 82 if I were that, getting that kind of money. Yeah. All right. Imagine the pen. Imagine the pension once he finally decides. To Skip give it, the pension. Give it up. Just Maybe keep... he'll never give it. Maybe he'll die in, in his uh, possession. Who I was knows? just going to say, but why retire? Know. Just keep doing what you're doing. It can't be that difficult. Yeah. He's got to have it down by now. All right. Thank you, Stan. Yeah. I very much appreciate the call. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Dan, let me hit uh, the things I got to hit. But hold on. We got Dan standing by. Uh, we do have two other open lines. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're talking about uh, what uh, our good producers. 
says Delta Cron is the newest variant in Europe. Scientists believe it's unlikely to cause trouble here, according to the New York Times. So we are talking about two different variants. The BA2 has been detected here in very slight levels, and uh, Delta Cron, the new, is that the one that's impacting China? That's the one that they found in France most okay. recently. All right, so not necessarily the one that we're worried about in China. China, right. China doesn't necessarily share information well. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and if if China tells China, China tells you something, just roll your eyes because you know if their lips are moving, kind of thing. According to China, they they don't really have a problem with Omicron they, or uh, with uh, COVID nineteen. They just shut down the country and you know <laughs> just for the, just for the just, just gave everybody just vacation. to give everybody a little bit of a vacation from the Olympics. <laughs> it's called the Ides of March in China. You watch out for that. All right, well, to be continued. Thank you, man. All right, I'm going to want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company right now. Do what I did. Go to sunburymotors.com or talk to Jeff Clock down there, who's uh, one of the key managers, and, and he will tell you that, yes, this small truck is going to be available in the months ahead. It is sold out technically in 2022, so you can order one now. Four to six months is the estimate. So that's on the outside range of all the order times that exist uh, for some of the vehicles. you got four to six months, uh, months on a uh, uh, standard gasoline Mustang, the uh, sleek-looking one, or the Mustang Mach-E Mustang. That's four to six months. The full-size Bronco, which you and I have never even seen one around here, that's four to six months, too. That's called the Wild Track or the Everglades. Either way, those are the two versions of that. One of them comes with a lift kit already on it, and this is going to re-harken my adolescent love for the full-size Bronco back in the day when folks uh, put lift kits on them. But uh, anyway, back to the Maverick. This is a small truck. You remember the Ranger when it came out? Let's see, what would that be, 85, 86, 87, something in that range, uh, had a, a five- or six-foot bed and a four-cylinder or a six-cylinder motor in them, an inline-six. Well, that's what the Maverick is. It's exactly that, only with modern technology. GPS has an outlet. It's got all the good toys and tools and technology and safety equipment stuff. It's got anti-collision stuff on it, too. So it is a fully loaded uh, truck. It is right around mid-30s for the base price and or for one that you will see on the lot. I guess you're probably less than that for some sort of a technical base. But again, four to six months. So this fall, you'd have your new Maverick, and the Sunbury Motor Company would just love to hook you up. SunburyMotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Spring fever, spring is a year at last. The time on Sunday, Kevin, come on now. I'll have to look it up. I actually don't know. 11.33 a.m. Eastern Standard, Eastern Daylight Saving Time is the start of spring. 
on Sunday. 11.33 is the start of spring Sunday. So okay. mark your calendars. Yeah, spring is not right around the corner. It's imminent. All right, Dan, you've been more than patient during quite a bit of idle chit-chat. Thank you for waiting. You're on the mark. Yeah, there's two things that is true. It's called marketing and bloviation. So then they, then they depend on the parents. So if you're holding a programming device or sitting in front of a programming device, you will be a parrot. Parrots don't have brains. They just repeat the vibration. So, and plus the election is coming up. So I think the timing's perfect. And I just say, you know, it's going to be a parrot. They're dependent on the parrot. Just keep repeating the words. So I think you should put down the program. I think don't ask, don't tell. That's the best thing we can go with in two months. Mark's going to be screaming out his ears, the virus, the virus. And, you know, marketing has is a powerful tool. And then then you're going to have bloviation, too. The same people marketing is going to bloviate it. So, so worst-case scenario, think, where are we headed, Dale? I think Ben Dale. Carson hit it right on the head. <laughs> ben Carson said, whatever happened to natural immunity? See, that, in 1976, they tried the same stunt. They didn't have the money to market. But it's called the Affordable Care Act that helped market this tool. So... They didn't know that the pirates going to the pirate the pirates were going to be just strong about it. So I think, you know, if we get rid of Affordable Care Act, they don't have no tools to market this. So I think, you know, you got to look at. I mean, I mean, there is it is a virus. It is, but the bloviation is going to really get people paranoid and all the pirates uh, chirping again. That's all it is. I mean, I think Ben Carson hit the nail on the head. He said they tried in '76, and what happened was natural immunity more more doctors were honest and they could it ran out of steam because honest doctors started speaking up so what happens is you know there's a lot of doctors who didn't get the vaccination there's a lot of congress people who didn't get the vaccination because they know that mat natural immunity is true okay well, so we know we've already weaker immune systems okay <laughs> i don't want to argue about that okay sorry so, Mark, you're going to be chirping like another another. I know. Oh my God, that roof is on fire! So I just want to tell the pirates put the programming device down. That's okay. All I got to say. All right, thank you. Yeah. All right, well that's nice. All right, thank you for the punctuation. Much appreciated, uh, Dale, not Dan. So thank you for that. Much appreciated. All right. Uh, well, what's your view on the pandemic? You you know you've uh, you've seen it come and go. You've, you've watched government sort of get some good inroads out of this. They got good while they're getting. Was good. Well, it, there there are a lot of facets to this. Number one, it is a serious virus. Uh, I can tell you, I was sick in bed for three weeks, and I was down for for eight weeks, and it took me three more months after that to really be back on my feet. So it is a serious virus. Uh, the problem with it is a man-made virus. Okay, uh, but the problem is that government used this to to exercise control over the American people with mandates and so forth, which has never been done before in the history of our country. So they took away some of our freedom under the guise of protecting us. And I think that's the issue now. And we haven't ebbed back? I don't know where we're at because right now it's sort of in, you know, the government has backed off. The reason the government has backed off is not because they want to give up control. The reason the government has backed off is that people are sick and tired of it. And it's now like 80% of the people say enough is enough is enough. I think the government could have approached it in a different manner that would have been not as dictatorial. 
Um, and uh, the people would have probably cooperated. Most, I would say, 60% probably at this point are, are fully vaccinated. Okay, that's, the, you know, when you think about it, um, that's not a large proportion for what the government did. On the other hand, some people are just resistant to it just because of the government control. The government could have done public service announcements. They could have explained how deadly it is and so forth. But when you take away a person's right to make their own decisions, then you're going to get pushback. And I think that's what we had in this country, a lot of pushback, uh, because the government said you have to do this and you can't do that. Well, let's separate the two governments. In, in what way did the federal government impose onerous restrictions that well, were tough? Well, the, the federal government... Uh, uh, made uh, all kind of rules for government uh, agencies so you can't you still can't fly an airplane unless you're fully masked you have to be masked from the time you walk in the terminal until you walk out of the terminal on the other end so they they didn't do what the states did as far as lockdown but but any anything that they regulated that they had control over like the federal aviation administration and Medicare. So forth, Medicare and all those things, those things, they all, they, they brought uh, restrictions and, and so forth in. Just talked about doctors. If you're a doctor that, uh, that uh, opposed the mandates, you were, you were shut down. You were shut down on social media. I mean, this is the first time in the history of our country that you were shut down for expressing a, a personally held opinion. And let's face it, it was all opinions because, like like the, uh, Dale pointed out, the government changed the, you know, every, every week or two, the rules changed. Oh, no, it's not that. Now it's this. Oh, no, mm-hmm. well, okay. Well, that was, we, we didn't have, the, we have new information. But we were learning it's a novel virus. Well, that's the government's excuse. <laughs> well, that's the actual reason. <laughs> and it could be. <laughs> okay. You know? See what I'm saying? It could be. Okay. Uh, but the problem is that people have learned you can't, uh, through this, people have learned not to trust the government because the government doesn't tell you the same thing. And Fauci was part of that problem. I mean, he he uh, uh, acted like he was God, and he is the authority, and he knows everything, and then he's changing his mind. And people are saying, wait a minute, you know, this guy's a clown. Well, he did go through an exceedingly long period of relative quiet, and now he is back available. Yes. He's going to be on a couple of the Sunday shows. I saw the uh, preview advisories that they send out, so he is uh, back out. He's primarily being asked about uh, the uh, Delta Cron, I guess it is called, plus the BA2. So uh, we are not out of the woods, but he kind of downplays their impact, just the opposite of his old message. At the height of this whole thing, while he's telling everybody, else and you know he's at a Washington baseball game sitting in the stands with three other people in 2020 come on no mask 2020 (laughs) summer of 2020 spring of 2020 okay (laughs) but we were just learning I mean that was that was the we were just he was already telling you to get masked right he was already telling me to get masked but he didn't wear a mask he's a hypocrite (laughs) you know if you really believe that a mask is necessary, you would wear one. One, this, um, this is just, a t- I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm just that. playing the advocate oh, here. I know. No, it's all good. It's all good. Baseball stadia are outdoors, or most of them are. So he's outdoors. His criteria called for masks 
indoors. And outdoors. I'm just pointing this out. <laughs> and outdoors. <laughs> you couldn't go to a baseball game. Oh, okay. You couldn't so go to a football game. Okay. It had to be masked. Okay. Right. So, I mean, that's the problem. The, the, the rules kept changing, and it's rules for thee, but not for me. A- actually, Mark, uh, again, uh, fact-checking, as I try to do, <laughs> not all stadiums are outdoor. Right. There I are said, indoor said, stadiums. I said most are outdoors. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that, because you said a stadium, stadia is outdoor, but they're not. Right. Yeah, most are outdoors, but not all. Some are yeah. covered. But you're still close to people, <coughs> so you might as well be indoors, really, uh, for all practical purposes. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, skip Dr. Fauci's hypocrisy, so we'll just stipulate that for the moment. Um, wh- what's the end game here? He wasn't the founder of this conspiracy. He was a soldier in a conspiracy. Where did this all begin, this idea? You know, is this a Joe Biden thing, or is it, uh, well, President Trump was president at the time. Is this a inside the beltway thing? This is a big government thing. Big Brother's just watching over you. I mean, Big Brother's just here to take, take care, good of care of you. Big Brother just wants to be... Now a, you're going down to the state level. What, what's Shut best downs. for you. And so, uh, so we're going to tell you what to do because it's good for you. Okay, well, that would be true uh, for the federal government's goal, but it was implemented through state governments. Many state governments imposed shutdowns of businesses and so on. And I was always against onerous restrictions. I thought there could be, you know, like, uh, my example was if you have a small shop, like a, let's say Coles Hardware here in Sunbury, and uh, they're shut down because of the shutdown, you mean to tell me that I can't pull into the parking lot, go into that store, stay 500 feet away from the clerk if that's what it takes you know they know what the price of everything is without necessarily using the scanner and buy one thing in that store and that is too dangerous for us to even do one-on-one but i mean people needed things then and walmart was open and lowe's was open and home depot was open one of the biggest hypocrisies of this is they shut down small business Okay. And not big bucks. But not big business. And if you looked, it didn't take the, the state of Pennsylvania long to realize, oh, wait a minute, Governor Wolf's friends are getting exemptions, but competitors aren't getting exemption. And within about 90 days, that's changed because... What do people do? Well, I'll take care of my friends first. That's the All right. Well, to be continued, we are deep, deep, deep into the conversation about COVID and restrictions and implementations, but we have one ear listening to the future as to where we'll be headed with all this next time. So to be continued, uh, we are enjoying open phones on WDKOK's On The Mark. This is WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Thank you, sir. I am Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. John Shipman is with us, good Sunbury resident, very eager in our community, but a businessman, thriving businessman. I would suspect, suspect there's still some businesses around here that rely on his input to get give them wisdom. And we have on the other side of the glass, Kevin Hur, fabulous producer, one of the most experienced, knowledgeable, and intelligent men in the whole radio station. You know, they don't appreciate him on the Steve Jones show. They call him a suit, and it's... Uh, 
disparaging remarks, but uh, Kevin is just a super... Kevin's a good guy. Right, he's the real deal, so we're glad he's over there taking good care of our production needs. You Checks can, in the mail. Uh, <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> I take gift cards, too. Uh, let's see, you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Haven't had any text today, but we, could, we will take some. 70236, include the keyword OTM. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. I want to clarify, one of our good listeners asked us a question overnight about anonymous emails. Yes, when you send us an email, we can see the address from which you sent it. It comes up as, a, you know, the, I guess it's Outlook Express uh, shows who it came from. But if the email's not signed, we don't say who it's from. So do be aware of that. If you want to send us an anonymous note or you want us to read it anonymously, we can do so. Uh, we do do that. I would say most of our emails aren't signed, uh, but we see who sent them to us, the name that's there. So that's somebody's name. So they can uh, uh, send us a note in that manner if you so choose. But we don't read their names on the air just because we can see who it apparently was sent by. Our toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. I talked about the wait list for some of the trucks, the F-250s, two to four months. One of my friends texted me that, said he needs a new F-250. Two to four months is the estimate. But you got to go to the Sunbury Motor Company. they got the allocations. They can put the, it's called a chit. They can put the chit on the assembly line faster than a small dealer can. So that's the advantage of dealing with a volume dealer is they got more allotments uh, to put those chits in the line and, and get your your truck built. All right, some very brief news headlines here. Today, Pennsylvania's recorded the most daily COVID cases so far this month. Uh, just uh, 1,300 new statewide cases. Used to be not too long ago. That would be a big number, but that is a bigger number. Uh, lately, we've been in the below 1,000 on a daily basis lately, so 1,320 new cases in one day, 11 new cases around here, 54 fewer people hospitalized statewide, and a few fewer people hospitalized around here as well. Uh, is the pandemic behind us? Well, not quite, says Dr. Martin. Stanley Martin, Geisinger's Director of Infectious Diseases. We certainly have the bulk of the pandemic behind us, but we will have a low background level for a long time. We have had a significant amount of immunity established in the community through vaccination and exposure to the virus. And that bodes well for preventing some of the more serious complications in the coming months. He says we should stick with our virus protocols, masking indoors, especially when there's a lot of people in the room or areas of high spread. He also says people who are susceptible should be extra cautious. You can hear his interview on the WKOK podcast page. PennDOT out with a road advisory starting Sunday on Routes 11 and 15 at 522 in Monroe Township. Where is there such a place where it's 522 and 11 and 15 at the same time? Well, this would be that area where Zimmerman Motors used to be in that particular area, that short chute there between the Green Bridge and the 11 and 15 bypass exit. There will be some utility work there starting Sunday through next Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. It's overnight work, so uh, be aware that there'll be some delays during the overnight hours at that location. From Washington, D.C., drug maker Moderna is asking the FDA to authorize a fourth booster shot of its COVID-19 vaccine for all adults. So that's a bigger uh, ask than Pfizer had earlier when they said a booster would be a good idea for senior citizens. CBS News medical contributor David Agus thinks at some point getting booster shots will become routine. 
there will be a cadence at some point where everyone gets a booster shot, whether it be yearly or something of that kind that will include the original strain of COVID-19, as well as probably some of the variants. The current booster shots are all the original strain of COVID-19. According to the CDC, about 48% of eligible American adults have gotten booster shots, and more than half the country has had the disease. <laughs> so how about that? Okay. Finally, one other note here. Quickly, even if you don't care about spring starting at 11.33 a.m. Eastern Time this Sunday, climate change is already making allergy season drag longer through the spring. The new reason is that warmer temperatures uh, flowers bloom earlier and longer. More pollen, more plants, more allergies, more sneezing. Uh, scientists think that by the end of the century, the blooming season in most of America will start almost a full month earlier. So I used to think of April 15th as safe time for planting and working. They're saying much, much, much earlier. Can you imagine planting, putting your putting new bulbs in in February? <laughs> Well, not in this area, but uh, you know, further south they do that. Um, but it's it it's an issue that we're going to live with, um, you know, whether it's natural or man-made or or both. Um, we're going to live with it for a while. I think we're in a cycle of warming, and uh, I think that it's just that one of those things we're going to have to deal with. Right? Yeah, warm weather is a terrible thing to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, what do you heat with electricity or something? <laughs> it doesn't bother. It bothers you. Okay. Heat's a terrible thing to. <laughs> Uh, you know, warm weather, nice sunny days. Who needs that? <laughs> well, we'll be importing Canadian wheat. That'll be the good news. Uh, one of our good listeners uh, says, I was talking about the fact that in Russia, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Pamela Falk was talking about the fact in Russia some citizens are starting to get a glimpse of the wars happening. One of our listeners sends us a note, says, the only difference between Russian media and ours is that Russian media is forced to promote government propaganda, while ours does it willingly. Mainstream media does carries government propaganda. Well, you can argue, argue that, yeah, the, uh, what, what did we just call it, off mic, the death of the investigative reporter, right? Yeah, I, that the, the, the mainstream media doesn't have investigative reporters anymore. There are outlets that do, uh, but they don't get most of the attention, unfortunately. All right, one of our good listeners sends us a note. We've got to read this. It's quite important. I can't read every word too long, but uh, we'll get the gist of this. Well, 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 finally! Four exclamation exclamation points. What all of us have been saying since the laptops were first dropped off at the computer repair shop, finally verified by the New York Times, a comprehensive report about the ongoing federal probe into Hunter Biden's tax filings published by the New York Times Wednesday night confirmed the existence of the first son's infamous laptop. The laptop's hard drive contained a trove of emails, text messages, photos, and financial documents between Hunter Biden, his family and business associates, detailing how the president's son used his political leverage in his overseas business dealings. Had big tech not buried the existence of the content of the laptops, Joe Biden would not be president. Uh, as you pointed out off mic, all this came out in the summer of 2020 originally, and so all of this would have been a factor in the 2020 election. Okay, that's an aside. Anyway, back to the letter. It says a recent poll showed 10% of Biden supporters would not have voted for Biden had the laptop story not been suppressed. It's obvious to everyone that 50 former intelligence officers 
that penned a letter dismissing the laptop leading up to the election as Russian disinformation were simply lying to get Biden elected. The Twitter and Facebook changed the outcome of the election by removing anyone's ability to view or share the laptop story. This was a continuation of the Democratic National Committee and their fake Russian dossier and the Russian, Russian, Russian hoax meant to discredit Trump and take the focus off Hillary and her email server scandal. Durham, um, Mr. Durham is an investigator, right? Yes, he is. Independent investigator must indict the criminals who were behind these crimes and restore faith back to the voters of the U.S. of America, says Sean, one of our good uh, uh, conservative uh, citizens around here. Just one sentence and then we'll go to the phones. Well, I think the laptop was a big story. and. Uh, uh, the fact that it was buried intentionally by the national media uh, makes them complicit. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Mike, you've been patiently waiting in Bloomsburg, PA. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Hey, uh, thank you for reading that uh, letter. Most of it from Sean. Actually, that was well, all of it. I just read it all. <laughs> okay, uh, Sean. I guess you identified him as a good conservative. I don't know if he's a conservative or not, but I do believe. He cares about fairness, he cares about equal treatment, and he cares about the future of the United States if he's willing to put the effort in uh, writing a letter like that. It was beautiful. And that's kind of the reason I called. If you remember, uh, after uh, Biden took office, there were uh, at least one member of the Democratic National Committee said that Trump supporters needed to be placed in re-education kits. Okay. And people like myself were labeled conspiracy theorists, spreaders of misinformation, especially Russian disinformation. And I, and I, I find that very offensive now, after this information comes out, that our government officials apparently buried this story. They had to help their willing accomplices in the social media platforms to bury it. And anybody that tried to bring it up was basically labeled uh, a conspiracy theorist, a nut, uh, a Trump supporter, uh, all kinds of different things. And I have to ask you this. If our government is willing to collude with the mainstream media, whether uh, purposely or just the way these things happen when people work together for a common goal, and people that are aware of that and criticize it are put down, ostracized. Is that any different than uh, what happened to blacks and other minorities in this country? I, I, I just feel so violated by being labeled all these things just because I happened to listen to all the evidence that was available. I listened to the fellow that went on, I don't know whether it was 60 Minutes or whatever, and talked about the... Uh, the laptop, and I believed him more than I believed any of the government people, and because of that, I was called all kinds of names. And I, and I, don't, I don't think it's good for society. I don't think it's good for our form of government not not to have openness and honesty with our government officials. And basically, that's all they have to say about this issue. Well, I wouldn't equate uh, a pretty virulent and disappointing and uh, what appears to be true statements about the laptop and uh, what is obviously a pretty broad conspiratorial theory to the horrors of slavery. I mean, there's a big difference between being name-called and being enslaved. So I don't think it's quite the same thing. That's my view. To answer your question, I, John. 
it well, is. Well, listen, Mark, it, I, hold on, Mike. Hold on. You, no, hold on, Mike. Go ahead, John. It's still a very serious issue that we have in the United States that if you don't agree with the authorities, you are canceled. You are uh, prohibited from posting on social media. Yeah, but that's a private company. Yeah, I know, but it's in the pocket. You know, you look at who runs them and so well, forth. Well, and so what if you don't like what this private company is doing? I understand that, but do, there's do no it. other alternative. Well, there's hundreds of alternatives. <laughs> Not really. Okay. okay. But uh, y- y- you look at, uh, he's, he's right. You know, if you express any opinion that doesn't go along with the elite, then you're ostracized, you're canceled, you're uh, even even their own people. You know, you, you Hollywood actors that can't get any work in Hollywood anymore because they're conservatives and so forth. So <laughs> this is a dangerous trend. All right. All right, Mike, now you have the floor. You can respond to what we both have said. Okay. Uh, I, when I said slavery, I'm talking about the latent effects of the discrimination against blacks, okay? I don't mean what happened to them physically and mentally a long time ago. I'm talking about the the, the claims, and and obviously there is a lot of racism. But to me, this it's like political, I, I can't say racism, but I mean to be just demeaned and ostracized. And then this morning, after this news started, you know, coming out, I turned on MSNBC, and basically the narrative was, this is not the time during war to criticize the president. So anyone like myself who's bringing this up about the big guy, you know, (laughs) MSNBC is saying, I need to shut my mouth and let the president do his job, you know. And finally, just the last thing, those social media companies they have special treatment from our federal government. I guess it comes down to they can't be held liable for the things that are posted on there. And they like that. And they don't want to disrupt the forces in our bureaucratic state that could want to take that away. So they're willing to do the actions that they know need to be done by the people that are pulling the levers. That's the way I see it. All right, we got you, Mike. Thank you so much for bringing all that to our attention. Very much appreciated. Thanks for checking in today. You're welcome. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got our next caller standing by, so hold on. We're going to take a quickie break, so call us, 1-800-795-9565. our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.kok.com. He's talking about uh, really discrimination or uh, being ostracized if you were talking about the Hunter Biden laptop starting in the early 2020s throughout that year and since then or even if you bring it up now um, you were basically called one of them okay one of them flakes that's uh, following the wrong thing so uh, what's your view on that topic or was this the appropriate place in history at the time for us to view those folks one of our listeners says it's this simple the mainstream media is complicit in election interference by calling the Hunter laptop Russian propaganda. The mainstream media is a danger to democracy. He didn't put the exclamation point in there, but I will. Uh, That's the most succinct 
statement of that uh, uh, ilk that I have ever seen. So, to be continued, we have more text, more emails, and uh, we got a caller waiting, so join the fray this morning, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Now that the spring is in the air, pretty girls are everywhere. Think of me and I'll be there. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun, but the hills that we climbed. No. I've heard it a thousand times. I don't know. All right, 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners sends us a tweet that they enjoyed seeing by a tweeter called Comfortably Smug. It says, if you thought it was more likely that Russians faked thousands of emails than a crack addict who forgot where he left his laptop, then maybe you should get out of the fact-checking business. Okay, to be continued. All right, Bob, thank you for your patience. Really much, much appreciated. You're on the mark now. Thank you very much. You have two topics. Number one, um, I'm glad Palsy finally came out of the cellar. It's evidently the same one that Biden used to hide in. <laughs> and on Monday, or Tuesday, I think you mentioned something about Rachel Levine. All right, she's a woman of the year on USA Today's list of uh, women who have done a superlative job in their new jobs. But she got a title of something, Air Force something or other, Commander-in-Chief or something? Uh, she already had that. She's an admiral. She was in the oh, okay. Navy. It, well, it's amazing because her, her thing came up again. And I hadn't heard a word from her forever. And um, it, I don't know. I think it's kind of ironic that these people can become trans and they don't do anything to um, change the digits that they're saying. So she really should be transgender ritual racial Levine, I believe. Uh, but now she dumped a barrier. She, she's now back in public. She also self-gained by this. And these poor people that tried to make titles and stuff like that are, are working their behinds off, like the women and the colored people of, of the world that have to work for every inch they got. So we just jump credibilities and get to the top of the list like a swimming thing came back up again the other night in uh, about Pennsylvania where that guy mm -hmm. became a girl again and in you know, the title. And um, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, the one in California, the swimmer, said she came on and said that as a man, uh, starting as a man, his hands were bigger, his lungs were bigger, his arteries and veins were bigger, and his muscles, so therefore he could be superlative as far as swimming in a women's tournament. 
So we're we're not we don't have the same rules for playing the game here, as far as I'm concerned. We change the title and then we just jump barriers. I, I'm not agreed to this. Well, and I think on the whole topic of transgender, I think Rachel Levine is in the right in this. She certainly is an ultra intelligent woman. If she wishes to be transgender, that is her ta- you know her prerogative. That does not bother me at all. She's risen to risen to the level of her competence or something in Washington D.C. So good for her. As for the swimmer, you know my view is this is still unresolved <laughs> as uh, as we as we were reminded at Christmas time this is just a piece of undigested meat that's got to be decided upon uh, men who become female athletes do have an advantage what are we going to do you know is there going to be a separate category of uh athletes or something else, but I still think it's got to be addressed. John? It it does have to. I'm the father of three daughters. Uh, My daughters played very competitively uh, in in high school sports. Um, I had a daughter that was a three-time all-star in soccer and so forth, but I I doubt she could have competed with the men. Uh, As a a father of three daughters, I I feel it's very unfair uh, if it was my daughter on that swim team who was at the top of, of her game and was number one or number two and now all of a sudden she's number two or number three just because there's a guy on the team. Uh, I, I'd be really upset about that. I think finally women are beginning to wake up. There was a big protest uh, at the at uh, at the uh, uh, at the swim meet and largely ignored by well, the media. The MSM. Yeah, right. The mainstream media. But there was a large demonstration against it. People hold up signs. Women are going to lose you know, their identity. Women are going to lose their their uh, uh, hard-fought gains. You know, until Title IX, uh, half of the colleges only had one or two women's sports. So Title IX, women gained a whole lot. You know, over the last 30 years, women have gained a lot. In and the interest of fairness, that's the mission statement. Keep okay, on. yeah, and I agree with that. Uh, but... Uh, so now we're going to let men compete in women's sports, and we're going to take away what they've fought so hard to get. I, it's, I'm surprised the women aren't outraged. But if the women don't don't help, if I speak up, you know, I'm a man. The women are going to have to say enough is enough. And when the women speak up, the men listen. <laughs> I think what we need to do too, then we have to make a different category. And the other thing is just like remember when White Deer was going to have that burner up there? They had everything went through, and then we had a fight to get it back out. Why don't we jump ahead of this subject before, like Biden and the war? Now, he's over there playing catch-up, if he ever does catch-up. And the commons up there came, then they had a fight to get the dang burner out of there. You know, uh, work this over real good and talk about it, debate it before you let it happen. The other thing, why doesn't Biden open up uh, the United States and dump some oil into the system? I don't want to pay the prices we're paying today, but I'd much rather pay it if it was for our, our company was getting the money for the oil. Well, as strategic reserves, I would imagine the goal is to save it for a real crisis. Paying way too much for gasoline isn't considered an existential crisis. Certainly, is a, a ridiculously horrible, inconvenient situation for you and I. But uh, is it a real crisis? You know, I would argue no. But uh, but yeah, you're paying. I filled up uh, a car yesterday. Four and a half dollar, four thirty nine a gallon. Well, the 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 problem we have is that uh, we have a government that's anti oil, and 
uh, of all of the 30-some executive orders this president signed the first week he was in order, three or four of them are uh, aimed at reducing production of oil in the United States. the state of Pennsylvania produces twice as much gas as the XL pipeline from Russia to Europe. Natural gas. Natural gas. Okay? And we can produce more. We have wells that are that are right now not pumping because uh, uh, of the restrictions that are out there. So the United States could went from being an energy exporter to an energy importer with a few strokes of a pen. Well, but the, we were already w- going down in consumption before the pandemic began, so that the the groundwork was already laid. And of I'm course, talking the, about consumption, I'm pandemic. talking about production. Right, but that's why production <laughs> fell off because we weren't consuming as much. So that's part of it. And of course, we we're exporting gobs and gobs of our natural gas even as we speak. So that's still happening. All right, Bob, do you have a last word? Anything to add? Yes, sir. One other thing: the electric car deal and the gasoline. There was an article in the paper over the weekend, like you save half the price if, uh, if you went uh, to, to the electric car. Well, that's fine and dandy, but now we've got this uh, financial burden on us with the way everything is raised in prices. Now I'm going to give twenty dollars or $30,000 more for an electric car to get the savings, but I don't have the money to get the savings because I can't afford to drive today. You know, It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and not, not very much right now makes any sense. Till we get somebody down there that knows what they're doing, I don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, I, I just really so. do think it's a shame that we that we can't use our own energy and and eat, then even sell it. You know All what right. the heck? Thanks Thank for listening, you. guys. Thank you so much. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six. We've got open phones. We're going to talk about convention of states in four minutes from right now. Uh, just one other text came in and says President Trump was right when he said the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. All right, what's your view on that statement? one 800 795 Convention of States. I'm not going to let happen today. What I've done probably three or four times is wait till we get to the end and then we don't have enough time. That's our next topic. To be continued, we'll be right back. Uh, yeah, we're at Kevin, our fabulous producer, has spring fever. Spring starts Sunday morning at 11.33 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, we're going to be celebrating that. I think you're getting ahead of yourself a little bit with a summertime song. Although no, no, t- no. That's called Spring Vacation. That, the song's uh, okay. called Spring Vacation. All right. And tomorrow's high, or today's high, 73. Won't break a weather record unless we go above that. The record for today is 76, sent back in 1945. Ironically, tomorrow's not going to be as warm. But the record high tomorrow is 73, set back in 2010. So we would at least tie the record tomorrow. All right, conventions of states, uh, for convention of states. First of all, just your re- your reaction to uh, Gene Yaw, one of the good intellectual leaders in Harrisburg, saying he's dead set against it, doesn't need hearings or other information he's already decided. Well, that's unfortunate. That's the attitude. Of, you know, my mind is made up. Don't confuse me with facts. And uh, the the uh, movement is is moving along. There is a general misconception that he parroted that uh, the 1777 convention was called to amend the Articles of Confederation uh, and then turned into a runaway convention. That's not really what happened. And uh, uh, I I brought along a piece, which I'm going to leave with you, but the the states, the, the, the Articles of Confederation 
dealt, de- dealt basically with trade, trade among the states and so forth. Uh, they realized that it wasn't working well. Okay, so they called, uh, and and James Madison called for a convention. The convention met in 1886 or uh, 1786, September the 11th, in Annapolis, Maryland. Okay, unfortunately, only uh, delegates from only five states showed up out of the 13. Others had appointed delegates, but for some reason they didn't get there and so forth. I have the actual resolution, a copy of which can be found uh, on a website called teachingamericanhistory.org and it's just the document. No No commentary. It's just the document. And in this document, they say what we have is not sufficient for the situation we're in. We need to do something more. It even implies that maybe we need to t- take a look at the whole thing. Okay, the whole U.S. Constitution. So, and you mean? this this uh, resolution was sent to all thirteen colonies or thirteen states at that time, who then called uh, for the meet for the uh, convention in in. Uh, uh, 18 or 1787, which became the Constitutional Convention. So all the way a, a year before that, the people are already saying, we don't think this is going to be sufficient for what we need. This. The Articles of Confederation aren't working. They're not meeting our need. We probably need something more or something different. So it wasn't like they got they got to Philadelphia in 1787 and said, and somebody said, oh, we need to throw this, that the overwhelming majority came there expecting just to amend the Articles of Confederation. That's not true. They came there saying, we've got a problem. We have to fix the problem. And it, we may have to do something more than the Articles of Confederation. This is the is a three-page document. I'm not going to read it to you. It's fine print. But essentially, this original convention in Annapolis in September of 1786 says we need a full convention where we thoroughly discuss the issues that we have that go beyond just trade. I'm going to leave that with you. Okay. Okay. Having said that, the Convention of States, Article 5, says that if the Congress won't do something, the states can. There have been, as Gene Yaw pointed out, there have been multiple attempts in the past to call a, a, an Article Five convention. None of them have been successful. Okay, that's good because that means that it really has to be a major issue to to get to that point. Okay, <clears throat> currently the Convention of States Article Five that that's being worked on uh, is gaining momentum. It now has been approved by 18 states, and South Carolina is one vote away from making it the 19th state. We've had three states, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and West Virginia, <coughs> uh, adopt it in 2022. We have active, oh, wow. It's actively under consideration in about nine other states. So that still don't get us to 34, but... And it has been at least introduced in about nine other states. So if all of those states, that would be 18, plus 18 that are out there now, would, would, would give enough. So 
Why is this happening? Because people are disgusted with what goes on in Washington, D.C. Well, that's the biggest, biggest, biggest sentiment in the history of Harrisburg and Washington right now, is people just feel as though they're being ill-served by their governments at both levels. And here you have a state legislature in Pennsylvania where the Republicans say, well, we're not going to even consider it. And my view is they're afraid that if people learn how to regulate or to tampen down federal government a little bit, the next thing they're going to do is say, how can we tamp down or regulate the size of Pennsylvania government? Because Pennsylvania government's what, second biggest in the U.S. or maybe the biggest? Not only that, most state legislatures meet in the spring. Most of them, by May or June, have adjourned for the year and go back home and do whatever else. So most of the legislatures are part-time. Many of them don't have all the benefits and so forth, pensions and health insurance and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's part of it. The, The excuse is they don't want a runaway convention. Okay. My lovely bride and I went to Annapolis a couple of years ago in February, and we, you know, we tried to make a reservation at a fine downtown restaurant. The lady didn't laugh, but she was very nice to say, "Well, no, there's there's no reservations here. The legislature's in town, but come back next week, they'll be gone." Yep, <laughs> and, and then, that's true. And they're gone the rest of the year. That's true in about in, in over forty of the fifty states. That that, uh, and if you're into the the political stuff. You'll see such and such a legislature uh, adjourned Sidine today. And by June, most of them, including some big states, most of them are done for the year unless they're called back for a specific purpose. The governor can call, in many, most states, the governor can call a special session or the, the head of the House and Senate can call a special session. But for the most part, when they adjourn, they're done until next the beginning of the following year. Uh, in the Convention of States, I want to ask you about the uh, elements that the Convention of States, the particular uh, resolution would do, limit the size of government, but it words it much more... It limits the size and efficient. power of the federal government. It limits the cost of the federal government, and it limits terms that senators and Congress people can serve. All right. Twelve years... You're done. Go home. No matter get what. Get a job. Either side. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. Maybe some folks have some thoughts about this convention of states. I wanted to get an update. It's not dead in the water in Harrisburg. and certainly without Republican support would have a tremendous amount of difficulty uh, to getting a fair argument. There have been some committee hearings. I believe it was voted to go up to the full Senate, but not yet considered there. So, uh, and of course, they, you know, Jake Corman is running for governor, and he's the one that says no, no, no. So just remember that as you head to the polls in on May 17th, Jay Corman, Lawrence is worthless for you as part of the problem in Harrisburg. He's been there for 20 years. So if you think something's busted in Harrisburg, you'd hope he could have fixed it by then. He doesn't necessarily have to be governor to fix things. So uh, that's Let me say that. one more thing about No, please, go. You know, we have a legislature in Pennsylvania that is more concerned about getting reelected than they are about doing the people's business. And that's part of the problem. So how do I get reelected? I don't offend anybody. I just, you know, I, I don't do anything. I, 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 I just, you know, I go along to get along or get along to go along. And uh, so we, we, we have a, you know, a Republican uh, majority, have had a Republican majority in the House and Senate in Pennsylvania for quite a few years. Don't get anything done. Why? Well, because we, we don't want to make waves and we don't want to, 
do do anything that that people can use against us the next time we run for re-election. So we we just you know pour oil on the water and and have a care, caretaker government. Asking our government to fix itself just doesn't, it doesn't Don't work. work. <laughs> it's not going to work. And now that I say it out loud, it sounds even <laughs> worse. Sorry. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. We've got open phones. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. One of our good listeners sends us a note and says, Mr. Shipman said he's against the government mandates for masking, vaccines, and other COVID-19 mitigation measures. I assume from his point of view that he feels the government does not have the authority to regulate the population concerning these personal medical decisions. I would like to know if he also then thinks the government should not mandate a woman's decision as to what she does with her own body. Or is he a Roe v. Wade supporter? How can you have it both ways? I'll read the rest of that in a moment, but uh, first that answer. Well, first of all, I think that we need to understand that Roe v. Wade is highly unpopular. But why should seven people decide what's good for 300 million people. This would be the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. And it was Supreme a 7 to 2 decision. Okay. So why should, why should 7 people decide for 72 people? You know, the, the, the liberals right now are screaming about, about stacking the court. But from the 50s until now, the court has been predominantly liberal. They didn't have any problem with that. I think that the problem is that Roe v. Wade was a wrong decision but for the wrong reason, and it's now considered law. Uh, I think that this is a moral decision, and so if a woman decides to make that decision, I don't think the government should say anything one way or the other. Now, I'm pro-life, okay? Personally. But I, I think that the government should not be in the business of controlling people, that, that if a woman decides... State or federal? It, it shouldn't be illegal, but it shouldn't be government-sponsored either. And Roe v. Wade is government-sponsored abortion. I, I'm against government control. Overreach in all of its many forms. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and, and I believe that this is a, an individual decision uh, by a woman, and uh, although I, I don't agree with it, I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and as long as you're not hurting anybody else... Less government is the best government. Well, you could argue abortion hurts somebody else, though. It does. It hurts. It, it, and it's. And I think we, modern science, we know that, you know, within six or seven weeks, the heart's beating, and within 15 weeks, it can feel pain and so forth. So, okay. you know, it's it's not, it's not a fetus. It, it's it's a child. One of our listeners, oh, the same listener. This is the rest of the same email. Says also, wouldn't he and other far right conservatives like to see certain mandates for LGBTQ individuals? My brother died from COVID because someone did not wear a mask because that person felt a mask infringed upon his freedom. Is that okay? Well, let's do the mask first. Um, I have seen you wearing a mask in many places many times, so obviously a certain amount of compliance must be okay under certain circumstances for you. I think a mask is common sense. Okay, that's right. You know, I think that we, as human beings, should do what we can. You know, I am my brother's keeper. The Bible teaches that I'm my brother's keeper. So if I if if I do something, where's that Isaiah? I shouldn't I shouldn't harm you. Okay, and if wearing a mask helps me not harm you, I think it's my 
obligation to wear a mask, not because the government said so, but because I don't want to infect you or my family members or my friends or anybody with a deadly disease like, like COVID. All right. And LGBTQ restrictions in any way? Again, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, LGBTQ is not something that happened in the last 20 years. Okay. Uh, this has been with mankind for probably three, 4,000 years. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. We'll have time for some speedy dialers to get through. we got about nine minutes left on the show. we got to take a quickie break. Al's ready to go. Al's one of our folks that says we've got to have boots on the ground and planes in the air in Ukraine. So I'll, I'll ask our good veteran that. Al's not a veteran, but this fellow is. So we'll see what his view is. I know a 100-year-old veteran who shakes his head no pretty adamantly when you say boots on the ground just about anywhere. So we'll, we can chit-chat about that. All right, 1-800-795. 59565 five, uh, we will be right back there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in english what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area that's sunbury motors where you get selection knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget and more important that friend you can trust welcome to sunbury motors kia ford and hyundai you could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, that is our Friday theme music henceforth. All right, uh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much, Kevin. Is just doing a great job. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be excited to hear that every Friday. When you hear that, you know. That All right. It's time to stretch out a little bit. The weekend is upon us. All right, we got two callers in six minutes, so we'll give each of them about three minutes each. Uh, we'll start with Al. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Or about two and a half minutes each. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, I never said about boots on the ground, but I do believe in air support. But that wasn't why I called. Uh, do you know, uh, John, if Mastriano's for the convention in the states? I do not know. I don't. I I, I don't know that. Uh, it's hard to get uh, sometimes to get politicians to commit to this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I, I don't know that he that made a a, a uh, statement one way or the other. Well, he's a the other candidate for governor. He's a Republican candidate for governor. Well, we know who he is. Yeah, he's yeah, probably going to uh, be the go the governor shortly, in my view. But who knows? What? He probably is going to be our next governor. I, I would hope so because he really, you know, he deserves a good shot at it because he he, he can see what's going on too. Of course, I think and Donald it's, Trump's going to be, gonna be our hard next for president. Them to get the that's another vote topic. themselves out of office because they all become millionaires down there in Washington once they get there and. That doesn't, you know, happen overnight. It <laughs> takes them about eight, nine years till they get the right uh, connections to sit on the right boards to become millionaires. Right. Yeah, 12 years is plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And they, I think a 12 is, is a reasonable, but it's a start. Yeah. 
All right, Pennsylvania and Capitals. It's been out of control there. And uh, about abortion, I I can't see Roe versus Wade as a law. It was a it was not a law. Um, so it could be gotten rid of, and then like John says, you're going to leave it up between the person and God if you do believe in God. And I don't think God would like that. So that's my stand on that. Uh, Doug Mastriano at the committee level has voted to allow the Convention of States go to the full Senate. Now, uh, he has, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. That means they just want to veto it once and for all <laughs> and get rid of it. Could be one way to look at that. Doesn't seem to have anything on his main website as a state senator related to, go, to uh, Convention of States. But uh, I'd like to get him on the show. Could you reach out to them and call them and get them on the show? And well, we do not reach out to them. Maybe on a Friday with... Uh, they reach out to us. That's how they get on. So if you know them, have them call us. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Very much appreciate it. All right. Last caller of the entire week. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. I'm a little confused. Are you saying, John, that uh, you are against any law that forbids abortion? I, I think that the government shouldn't be involved in that. Um and and I and I'll tell you why. Um, it, it, this is abortion is not a new thing. Neither is LGBTQ, um, and you're not going to outlaw it. Uh, you're not going to out. You know the problem is that government does get involved. So when government outlawed abortion, they made it a criminal offense for a woman to get an abortion. Now we've got. Roe v. Wade, which is pointed out is not a law, it's a court decision which has the weight of law which says it's okay. Uh, that seems to be what you're for. So 80%, between 70 and 80% of Americans believe that there should be some restrictions on abortion. Now you get into the fight of, okay, how, how are we going to restrict it? Once it, what's it, you know... <clears throat> And the problem with that is that people who don't agree with it are, are going to find a way around it anyway. So uh, what is a moral issue? The government can't mandate moral issues. Uh, abortion, LD, they're, they're moral. Some people believe it's fine. Some people believe it's, it's uh, against uh, the, the religion that they, that they uh, propose. You know, uh, LGD, if, you, if you live in a Muslim country and, and you're LGBTQ, you, you'll probably be executed. So I not, I, I, the government shouldn't be involved in this stuff. It should be the individual's right to make their own decision, and government should just leave it at that. So I don't understand why you'd be against Roe Ro v. Wade. I'm against Roe v. Wade simply because it's a court decision that... That, uh, uh, that enforces your view of the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't say anything at all about abortion. In fact... The, so the, you, do you think the states and the federal government should have the right to make abortion illegal? No, I, I think that the government should stay out of it altogether. I don't think that they should make it legal or illegal. But if uh, the majority of people decide to make a law against it in one state, you're okay with that? You think it's, it's <clears throat> proper? I, I think that that a majority ruling, uh, if, if you had a plebiscite kind of government... Uh, maybe so, but we don't have that. To be continued. Uh, we thank everybody for listening. This is <laughs> WKOK Sunbury.